Oh, snap, snap, snap. The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, hello, raw feeders. I'm Dee Dee Mercer Moffat, the CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business and we're friends. Don't let friends feed kibble. Well, how are you, my friends, doing on your raw feeding journey? I bet you've Look back and you think, man, I've come such a long ways, right? I was confused in the beginning. I was afraid. Uh, I didn't know how to thought. I didn't know how to parse it out. I didn't know how to store it. And now look at you. You're just like a, a guru, right? But there are still a lot of questions that people have. Um, and one question that people have is once they see um, on pure raw, on a pure raw dog food, it will say for supplemental feeding only. And a lot of people get very confused by this. They, they say, well, I thought I was feeding a complete diet. And the good news is you are. <laughs> you are feeding a complete diet. I am going to talk to you about why those bags say for supplemental feeding only. And uh, you're kind of going to laugh when you hear about it. Uh, but anyway, I want you guys to remember that every Thursday night we have Yappy Hour right here at rawdogfoodandcompany.com where we have a big sale every Thursday from 6 p.m. to midnight, 6 p.m. to midnight uh, mountain time. So you want to make sure you come over and hit the sale page. If you are one of our customers and you're in our uh, system, you will get a reminder that the sale is getting ready to go live. And again, we post it on our social networks. So you can take a look at that. Um, some other things um, real quick. We have some new treats. We have some turkey tendons. And the one thing that you really do like in your dog's um, body in, in your dog's uh, food regimen are tendons. So we do have tendons in our air dried treats. Now treats matter. You've heard me say this a lot. Treats matter. There's a lot of treats on the market that are just sphincter crap. Not good. Lots of stuff. Turn the bag over of any treats that you get. It needs to say single ingredient. And the second thing is you really need to know where your source comes from. Does it come from another country? Uh, does it travel a long way to get here? And also, do they put preservatives in there? And the answer to ours is no, no, and no. <laughs> well, yes, no, and no. Yes, they are air dried. Uh, no, they don't come from outside the country. And no, there aren't any preservatives. So you want to put those in the refrigerator um, uh, and, and pull them out of the refrigerator to use them. Okay. All right. Good. Good talk. All right, so let's talk a little bit about supplemental feeding. You know, why do these labels say for intermittent or supplemental feeding? And um, it's because we do not follow the AAFCO nutrient standards, okay? And the reason we don't follow the AAFCO 
FCO nutrient standards is because they aren't appropriate for raw dog food. In a nutshell, what it means is we're not going to put in synthetic vitamins and minerals into the raw food. So there was an article that Dr. Amy Nesselrott, she's a a veterinarian, she wrote this article about um, the AAFCO standards and um, who they are and why we are required to put this on our labels. I find it very disingenuous, very um, misleading, and a scare tactic. Okay, but one of the purposes of the American Association of Feed Control Officials, that is what your AAFCO um, stands for, it is to oversee nutritional adequacy uh, on pet food labels. Now, that would be cool, but um, the AAFCO is really not a governing body, but the AAFCO statements are intended. They're intended to assure the available pet foods are complete and balanced diets. But AAFCO, again, they don't regulate, they don't test, they don't approve or certify pet foods. So why would you want that, right? They're just sort of this stamp of approval of nothingness. But it's the pet food manufacturer's responsibility to manufacture the pet food according to this AAFCO group, who again, don't regulate, test, approve, or certify. But the pet food manufacturers are supposed to make the food according to the AAFCO standards. In fact, the guaranteed analysis of the food and whether or not it truly meets AAFCO standards may never be verified by a regulatory authority. What? So that's kind of silly, right? It's so, so ridiculous if you really understand it. And I do have this on my uh, website. It's in my learning center. Why is supplemental feeding on the labels? Okay. But currently all pet foods carry one of three statements as approved by AAFCO. If you want to be an AAFCO approved product, which we don't. Uh, But animal feeding tests using AAFCO procedures substantiate that the product provides complete and balanced nutrition for all life stages of dogs and cats. And this means that the company chose to conduct feeding trials on their food. That sounds like a good idea, right? Conduct some feeding trials, make sure that this uh, is a is a great way to um, to make sure that they're they're doing the right thing by pets. Well, it would be a great way to test food if the trials were statistically significant. But at present, only eight dogs are required to be in an AAFCO feeding trial, and only six of those have to complete it for that trial to qualify. Additionally, these trials are run for only a short period of time. That is 26 weeks. And unless the trial is for growth, um, then it's only 10 weeks. So not a very long time. And as you know, uh, in our 
podcast, we throw in some things about some different uh, testing on vaccines and stuff like that, certainly um, for children. Uh, where we're talking about the hepatitis B uh, vaccine was tested for five days. <laughs> okay. And if there are any adverse effects after that, well, those don't count because the testing period was five days. Okay. So only four values are examined if a company decides to get their AAFCO stamp of approval from a feeding trial. So the four values that are examined are hemoglobin, packed cell volume, serum alkaline phosphate, and serum album, albumin, albumin. So there's no requirement for a full blood chemistry panel, no complete blood count, and no urinalysis. Huh, that's weird, because that's a lot of what the traditional veterinary world tests for when dogs go in. But we're not going to test this in a feeding trial. No way, not going to happen. But then what do they do? Well, they do have a dog examined by a veterinarian before and after the trial for any clinical signs of nutritional disease. You know, but unless a food is blatantly formulated wrong, and we do know that happens in the kibble companies, it says it's unlikely that within this brief period of time, the dog will develop any clinical signs of a problem. All right. So in this feeding trial, nutrient deficiencies or excesses are typically overlooked. All right. So rather than doing expensive feeding trials, there's another way that you can get your food to meet AAFCO nutritional panels. So that's one to do the, sort of these bogus feeding trials. But um, you can do a chemical analysis and a nutrient profile to determine if a food provides excellent nutrition for a dog or can you? Well, according to the National Research Council, the nutrient requirements of dogs, and this is what they call the NRC guidelines, caution is advised in the use of these requirements without demonstration of nutrient availability because in some cases, these requirements of NRC have been established on the basis of studies in which nutrients were supplied by highly purified ingredients where digestibility and availability were not compromised by the interaction of dietary uh, uh, processing. Okay. But practical diets formulated from commonly used ingredients are not free of such interactions and effects and therefore may provide less available nutrients than the amounts measured by chemical analysis. So for this reason, such diets formulated to the chemically assayed nutrient levels may prove inadequate in meeting the nutritional needs of dogs. But this is... Uh, what what people uh, get their AAFCO stamp of approval by, uh, where it says this product is formulated to meet the nutritional levels established by the AAFCO dog and cat food uh, for life, all stages of life. Dr. Donald Strombach, DVM, 
Um, he wrote Home Prepared Dog and Cat Diets, The Healthful Alternative. He said, no one knows how to precisely formulate a diet with optimal amounts of nutrients. The amount of any needed nutrient falls in an optimal range rather than being a specific amount. And feeding a marginally adequate diet may result in no signs in a sedentary animal. However, with the addition of stress, that diet is nutritionally inadequate. All right, so you've seen two ways that you can get your AAFCO um, stamp of approval. Now we get to our food that says this product is intended for intermittent or supplemental feeding only. What does that mean? That means that this food does not meet those two other standards of nutrient profiles that I just read. Okay. Um, can a raw food meet AAFCO standards and still uh, adhere to the principles of raw feeding? I don't think so. I don't think my team is going to think uh, that way either. And here's why. There, there's really a myth that there is 100 complete nutrition in any food. That's why we say it's all about variety, variety, variety. But there are some other uh, dangerous things that would come with if we were, as a raw food, going to adhere to the AAFCO nutrient profiles. Um, those AAFCO standards may actually cause us to do more harm than good for pets because here's why. Currently, the AAFCO's requirement for zinc is based on the low bioavailability of zinc and kibble. And then you've got phytates and kibble, which bind with zinc making zinc unavailable to the dog. Now, with a raw meat-based diet, there are no phytates, so this isn't an issue. And zinc also interacts with calcium. Less zinc is needed in diets lower in calcium, while more zinc is needed in diets in high calcium. So if one uses the NRC guidelines, here's an example. A 33-pound dog would require 52.5 milligrams of zinc for 3,500 kilocals or calories because that's what a kilocal is. But AAFCO, those standards, they're going to require 120 milligrams for the same size dog. Now, what this vet says, they say, look, that that's understandable if most of the zinc isn't bioavailable, but it is available when you're feeding raw. And so they say, what happens when that zinc is easily bioavailable like it is in a raw diet? Could the current levels call cause raw manufacturers, if we had to adhere to this AAFCO, could it cause raw manufacturers to put too much zinc in their diets in order to meet their standards? An overdose of micronutrients and zinc could be harmful. 
It goes on to say the ratios of food ingredients such as calcium and phosphorus, vitamin D uh, and calcium, copper and zinc, uh, vitamin E and fats. You know, these are really important. It also says phytates in grains and fiber and legumes, you know, all that stuff that they put in kibble. Yeah, that binds with zinc, calcium, iron, and magnesium and make these critical minerals less available to the body. And according to the NRC guidelines, if the calcium-phosphorus ratio exceeds two to one or the diet contains significant amounts of phytate, uh, phosphorus absorption will decrease. So foods with grains have to add more phosphorus to meet the requirements of a dog than a meat-based raw diet would. And, you know, if, if you're going to require a kibble-based diet and a raw diet to have the same amount of phosphorus, um, that just doesn't make sense. And it's potentially harmful to the animal. All right. Many of the required nutrients. And in this article, at this time, it says there are over 40. There are over 40 that the AAFCO wants in there are reactive or liable under the conditions of extrusion and high heat. So AAFCO nutrient profiles, they, they try to make up. They try to make up for this loss of nutrition from this high heat and the extrusion and the process that the kibble goes through. That's why they put in all of that stuff. But raw food doesn't undergo that heat and processing. All right, so you might say, well, why don't raw food companies just add vitamins? Why don't we just add vitamins and minerals so we can meet the AAFCO nutritional standards? Well, we are against chemically synthesized vitamins. And this vet says, yeah, that's for good reason. It's for good reason. A natural whole food vitamin. You know, the vitamins that actually come in the food where you don't have to put it in the food. It's very different from a chemically synthesized vitamins. And these differences affect how synthetic vitamins are absorbed and utilized by your dog's body. All right. This in, in, in a nutshell is why the label says for intermittent and supplemental feeding only, but it's, way more complicated that than than <laughs> than that as you can see uh it, that just makes it sound like it's not a complete food and you shouldn't feed it but we don't want to be regulated or we don't want the stamp of AAFCO because I don't want synthetic ingredients in my dog's food um I don't want to worry about formulation errors we've seen that it has been deadly in many cases for dogs. And I prefer fresh food with meat protein and whole food complexes without the harmful consequences of high heat and the storage, you know, the storage mites and all that of, of the kibble. And, and so these AAFCO standards are not a good fit 
for our raw fed dogs. I think there are some companies that are out there um, that do try to meet that because I don't know, is it easier to sell? Probably because you don't have to explain it to people, but we're in the, we're in the pet health business. We're in the pet health business. What that means is that we have to take the time to explain things. We have to do what's best for the pets. We don't have to, but that's what this company is based on. We we want to have the cleanest bodies. We want the dogs to actually get the vitamin and minerals out of the food. And, and remember that there's all different types of proteins on our site. You've got duck, you've got chicken, you've got turkey, you've got beef, rabbit, fish, pork, um, all of those animals have different vitamin mineral complexes. All of those organs and bones have different vitamin mineral complexes. So it is always going to be best if you have at least four different proteins going on in your dog's body. I want to caution you again, if you have done an allergy test, either while you're on kibble or very soon after you got on raw and it said that your dog was sensitive and, and allergic to about a million different things. Um, those allergy tests are going to pick up anything your dog's eating. But what we want to look at is, is your dog reacting? How is your dog? If maybe they're not even reacting anymore. And I do think that you always want to go back and, and revisit a, a protein that maybe you have taken out. We we get a lot of um, misdiagnosis, mis uh, what's the word assumptions from our pet parents, and certainly from from the vets if they're not raw feeding vets. If they're not raw feeding vets and they haven't been feeding raw for a long time, and they don't uh, put their patients on raw, you probably don't want to talk to them about your raw diet. Okay. It's just frightening to them. Um, it doesn't make sense to them. Um, use your eyes. Look at your dog's body. Don't put processed things in your pet. Don't put toxins in your pet. And and I think the body is is amazing. Dogs' bodies, cat bodies, it will recover if we get out of their way. So if you want to read this complete article, go to my learning center. All right. So you see it up the top says learning center. Go to the beginner section. I think that everybody should go through these articles in the beginner section. There's a life stage, a life stage diet myth section uh, or article. Um, there's an article or or these are podcasts. They could be podcasts um, that Dr. Jasek and I have done. But you want to take a look in here. Uh, there's one that talks about raw diets protect your pets from bacterial contamination and food poisoning. That really is an excellent uh, one to read so that you're prepared when people begin to poo-poo or try to frighten you away from the raw diet. Uh, the raw feeding cheat sheet is an essential one for everyone to read. And again, uh, the information that we were talking about today is on 
uh, why labels say for intermittent or supplemental feeding. Okay, there you go. You're going to be a total guru in no time at all. Um, So if you have any other questions, remember we have a chat site on our website. It's not open 24-7, but go ahead and leave your question and we will get back to you as soon as we get back back to work uh, answering, you know, uh, people got to sleep. Sometimes we got to sleep, got to attend to our family, got to feed our dogs, got to, you know, cut up some duck heads and duck feet and put them in a dish so we can't do um, the chat all the time. But we will get back to you. All right, everybody. Remember, tomorrow is Dr. Judy Jasek Day. So make sure that you get back here tomorrow. If you have questions for Dr. Jasek, Neely, myself, Dr. Andy, send it over here at info at rawdogfoodandco.com. The email is a little bit different. It's info at rawdogfoodandco.com. We would love to get you and your dog on a species-appropriate diet journey today. It's fun. You're going to love the way your dog looks and you're going to love how uh, happy they are that they no longer have these high sugar levels and that their skin's not itching. They're going to be so freaking happy. Get over to rawdogfoodandcompany.com where your pet's health is our business and we're friends. Don't let friends feed kibble. We'll see you tomorrow with Dr. Judy Jasek, everybody. Bye-bye. Oh, snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com, where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Just snap.